Hey, welcome to the Magnetic Feminine Power for Entrepreneurs. This is the podcast for heart-centered, ambitious entrepreneurs who are done hustling and ready to do it the feminine way. I'm your host, Camille Basson-Thompson, a women's empowerment coach, and I'm here to remind you that you already have all it takes to create the life and business you desire. All you need is to turn up the volume on your feminine power. Because let's be honest, you've got all the strategy covered, but the missing piece is actually your energy. When you learn how to tap into your sensuality, intuition, and creativity, you start showing up in alignment with who you are, unapologetically. And I'm going to show you how. Get ready to become magnetic. Welcome to the third part of the summer camp. We're going to talk today about selling your offer. I remember at the beginning of my business, I was very committed to it and I was doing everything that I could to grow my business. So I was sending out a newsletter weekly. I was networking. I was putting out social media on Facebook, Instagram. I was doing it all. Uh, and then I was waiting. I was waiting for someone to reach out. And the worst part is that I thought I was. I was doing everything and I thought I was knowing how to sell. I was spending more time avoiding selling than really selling. And that transpired in my results. Of course, I was doing a lot. So people started to follow me and I had clients, but they weren't coming regularly. And it was always about like, where would I find the next client? And I had like, one client leaving and another coming. I had a limited capacity to serve as well because of my my relationship with selling. And I see this happening a lot around women who are either working with me or I'm witnessing in groups and masterminds. I'm seeing them having an avoiding attitude or a passive attitude towards selling. My relationship to selling changed the day that I decided to uncover my beliefs around selling and change the way I was thinking and feeling about selling. I shifted from passive selling or even avoiding selling to active selling. And that changed everything because instead of having clients here and there, not really knowing when, I started to sign up clients regularly. And I started to build up my capacity to be at ease with selling. And it helped me just really grow into enjoying selling. Today, I feel like selling every working day. And it never feels like it's something I have to do. I feel super clean, super good about selling my thoughts, my emotions, because I have completely shifted my relationship with it. And the results are here for me. Like I know I can always uh, create new clients because I have this capacity to not only love my offer, market my offer in a way that feels good and is joyful for me, but also the selling part is totally aligned with this way of being. And it's always turned towards my clients or my potential clients. It is always aligned with being in service. So today I want to invite you to take a look at your thinking patterns, to see what kind of thoughts are hiding in the back of your mind and discouraging you from having self-conversation, making invitation to work with you in a more direct way and just weighing down on your ability to grow your business with ease. 
Let's look at those beliefs and address them so that you can fall in love with selling and fully commit to it. So here are the main unsupportive beliefs that I hear over and over. The first and main one is, I don't want to come across as salesy or pushy. It makes me feel nervous to sell. It makes me feel awkward. Mm, There's something that doesn't sit well with me. Whenever those kind of thoughts come through your mind, either before or during a sales conversation, you have to realize that those thoughts are coming from your ego and they're ego-driven. They're not coming from your higher self and they're not in service of the person you have in front of you. If you're worried about how you're coming across and how you're appearing and how they w- what they will think of you if you sell, if you invite them once again to join your program, if you have like an honest conversation about working with you, this means that you are focusing on yourself, how you look, how you appear, and not enough on the person in front of you. You have to shift what I uh, shared about marketing applies exactly here. You have to shift your focus from you to them or her or him, whoever you're working with, because this will help you on so many levels. This selling is not about you. It's about helping them, guiding them into a transformation, into a result that they want for themselves. It's about helping them invest in themselves, in their potential, in their dreams. And this has nothing to do with you. You're here to help them. So whenever you're selling to them, it is always for them. This is the main, like the ground, the baseline that everything is built upon. Only your ego worries about what others will think of you. And any fear around judgment is always a fear behind that is a fear of self-judgment. You're afraid of having this different image of yourself because of how people will perceive you. If this is you, if you feel that this is one of your beliefs that you don't want to come across as salesy, pushy, or you know, you feel weird and nervous during calls, then the most effective way is to shift your focus on the person in front of you during the sales conversation. When you are fully present for the other and you make them the center of attention, the center of the universe, you're no longer feeling nervous. Of course, you can still feel a little nervous within yourself and have those thoughts, but you can reframe that in the moment of the conversation. You can shift by getting curious. That's one of the keys to shift from your thinking to thinking about them. Whether before the call, you can make some intention. I will share some of the routines that I have. Or during the call, if you feel like at some moment you're thinking like, oh, but um, she's going to think my price is too expensive. Or you start, you know, she's going to think if I get curious about, um, you know, what she's thinking about the price, it's going to come across as, as like I'm pushing her. I'm trying to convince. Not at all. Just decide, shift the focus by getting into curiosity. Getting curious, being like, if I'm detached from the result, if I'm detached completely from this person deciding to work with me or not, saying yes or no, if I know that this is not saying anything, it's not meaning anything about me and my offer and my program and the quality of what I do, I just know it's about 
her and helping her, it's easier for me to really get curious and ask good questions. So during a sales conversation, getting curious also means being like really present and fully listening. This is very simple. Once you are fully present and listening to the person in front of you, you will sense things that you wouldn't be able to sense if you were in your head thinking about how you come across. Get curious about what they are experiencing, what they're saying, and what their energy is saying as well. If you're really paying attention to the tone of voice, maybe there's a change, the posture, you can be paying a lot of attention to what's being said and what's being said without the words. Because when you are fully focusing on someone else, your own nervousness, your own like weirdness will fade. And this is something that will be fading the more that you're having sales conversation. This is something that I love to do for myself. A few moments of centering before I have a sales conversation. I wouldn't call it a ritual because it can vary a lot. And um, yes, sometimes I would have like, I need to clean out my own energy, my own emotion. That is fine. That is life. So make sure you have extra time to release extra tension. I would like to maybe sometime dance or shake or just really physically move whatever <clears throat> was present with me before so I can clean out my own energetic field somehow. And then if things are in the back of my mind, I will note them down. Maybe I have a, a to-do list that is you know, feeling big because we're living for vacation or something. I don't want to have that in my, in my sphere once I'm in the call. I want to be fully present. So I will put that down, journal, make list, and then feel like, okay, this I can put aside. I can be fully present. How can I be fully present? So the first question to help you before the call is, how can I be fully present for the call? So do whatever is necessary for you before. Then I will set my intention. So I will ground into my body, get super anchored. Maybe I meditate for a few minutes or just breathe in silence. And then I ask the intention is for me to serve the person in front of me. I say something along like, may that call be the most supportive or you know helpful for this person in total alignment with the highest good of all. <clears throat> so that's like, I like to do kind of spiritual intention setting so that I know, I don't know what's going to happen in the conversation, but I know at least I'm setting the container of that exchange to be in the higher service of the person. Your role here is not to try to get a yes, it's for you to support the person. So if you have done your marketing right, uh, the person coming to your call is already a person that wants to work with you. You're, you want to assume that the person coming to talk with you wants what you're offering. This is always helpful because also we have some beliefs around the person who are coming, they're just not sure, and they're, and then you get into convincing energy. So we'll talk about that in a moment. Okay, let's go to the next belief that I hear too much. I'm scared I won't be able to deliver. Like, I'm afraid I won't be able to deliver the results. And that is why a lot of people are not even marketing and not even making invitation because they know they can do a lot, but they're like, what if they don't do the work? And what if, you know, they don't get the result? Like, it's so hard to put a result to advertise a result or promise anything. So if you're thinking about that in a coaching perspective, if you're a coach, and I can apply with other services as well, but I'm going to talk from this experience of coaching, your responsibility 
to is to deliver the best possible coaching or service that you provide. Let's assume that your client also need to do their part, right? And in coaching, there's this fine line of like where the responsibility of one starts, where the other stops. And I want to offer that if you decide we're doing 50-50, like I'm providing the coaching, my clients provide like the being open to being coached and uh, leaning forward into the transformation. And in this 50% that I can provide, I can give my 100%. I can commit to showing up to our calls and to be like fully anchored and to be here for the person in front of me and to not be afraid to ask the question that comes and to just deliver the best coaching, help and guide my clients to create their results. That I can guarantee because I know that I can do that. And this is the standard that I hold for myself. Well, I guarantee that my clients will be there showing up week after week or that they will do the practice that I suggest. No, I cannot guarantee that they will do their parts, but I can guarantee that I will check, that I will ask what's going on if someone's not showing up and doing the work, that I will be really clear about you know, reminding and empowering. For me, I don't create my client's result. I empower them to create their own. That's a very big difference. So when I sit with that, I feel really good guaranteeing my results as a coach. I feel really good and I have no problem selling because I know I can guarantee my results and I see what's happening with my other clients. So I have like evidence even for my own brain of like, yes, see what happened. So that helps. The more you do that, the more you create results for your clients, you will get stronger there. If you're starting up and you don't have a lot of clients, evidence and results and feedback, you have to go back to the, what is it that I can guarantee? Can I guarantee being there, being giving my best and not being afraid to ask them the real thing, not trying to be light, trying to be the best at, at your work? Can you do that? Can you guarantee that? Can you commit to that, to those standards? Then if this is a yes, you can go with confidence and be like, listen, this is the result that I will get help you get. Maybe it will take one month, maybe it will take four months, maybe it will take a year, but I can promise that we will get there. I will help you. I will guide you for you to create them. This is so empowering. I know where my responsibility sits and I know my role is to help them do their part as well. Now let's look at the last belief, the one that I hear as well a lot. This one is about my client will not like it if I sell every day. This is about more how do you sell consistently or not. I hear so many women feeling like, okay, but I've said that once. I made that invitation. I already posted once or twice. I don't want to be like sending my lists, uh, another email. It will feel like I'm always there and they don't like me to sell. This is another belief that is not right. You're thinking that they don't like you to sell. If this is you, remember that at any moment, your potential client can say no. At any moment, someone who can be leaving your social media feed and just be like, you know, I don't want to follow that person anymore. At any moment, someone can unsubscribe from your newsletter. At any moment, someone can just unfriend you and even block you. People can even say no to you when you reach out to them and make an offer, a direct offer to work with you. And that's completely okay. Your potential clients can say no to you at any stage of your sales conversation. 
So thinking they will be put off because you're making sales and offer every day doesn't make any sense here. You never market and sell from the objective of convincing people to buy, ever. In fact, whenever you feel like you might be trying to convince someone in a sales conversation, just back off and realize like this is not in the highest good of anyone. I'm switching to convincing energy. If this is happening, you might not be the right person for each other, at least in this moment, and that's okay. Again, you can explain that you cannot guarantee a result, but what you can guarantee is that you will be providing whatever guidance and coaching necessary for the person to get the result that she wants. It is very important in sales conversation to uh, work with consent, like in any relationship. It is very important to have a clear conversation and ask really good questions that are turning towards the consent to check in with the person you're talking with. It could be around like, how does it feel? How does it sound? What are your thoughts about that? Do you want to hear my offer? You won't be shoving things, your offer to someone's face if you're asking for consent and being really clear about all of that. So you can clear that fear way of being like a convincing person, of being too much and asking to work with you every day. When you're actively selling every day, and I will share about what that means for me, you're opening up yourself to receiving some no's, no thank you, not for now, and you're also opening for more yes. If you're not opening for no's, then you won't receive the yes. To get really good at selling, you have to get over your fear of being rejected when someone says no. It's never about you. It's They're not ready. It's not for them. It has nothing to do with you. Okay, now it's your time to explore and adjust your self-beliefs about selling in detail. So I have prepared for you a play sheet with some key questions and a process, a three-step process for you to clear out any belief that you will find. So maybe some of the things I talked about today will already help you shift some of it. Maybe you need to dive a bit deeper and maybe you have other types of beliefs that is completely fine. So in the play sheet, you will find some guiding questions you can answer. And then if something comes up, you can bring it to the call with me, the life coach call and then I will help you get clear on what's there and to how to overcome that. Working on your beliefs about selling is so important, so essential. The power of belief is an essential skill that will help you get results. And when it comes to selling, honestly, shifting one of those beliefs can help you already make all the difference. You want to be shifting from, oh, having a sales conversation means I have to convince someone to work with me to I love having sales conversation because I love to explore with a potential client what's in her mind and what we could do together. That's exciting energy. That's opportunity energy. That's curiosity energy. Once you have the belief work in, you want to back it up with action because it's like anything. If it's just like in your thoughts, it won't create result in your reality. So you want to manage your thoughts, choose your thoughts intentionally, shift your relationship with selling, and then back it up with action. Take some concrete action to get into active selling mode. The first point when it comes to changing your relationship with selling is to commit to selling, to commit to doing it daily. 
I want to challenge you in the next two weeks to really sell daily or to be in active selling mode daily. And I want you to just take 10 to 20 minutes per day and do one of these actions every day. Reaching out to potential clients, so people that you know that you already have a relationship with and you know you can help. Giving direct call to action in your marketing, not bidding around the bush, but saying like, this is what I want you to do. Book a call. Be very direct. Following up with people who have shown an interest in the past, but you've never followed up. Asking for recommendations and giving your current clients an opportunity to keep working with you or upsell them into the next service that you have. When you take an active selling approach, you're never waiting. Instead, you are creating. So in the next two weeks, set an intention, decide what you want to create, make a simple plan and lovingly commit to selling every working day. Hey, this is the best part. If you love the podcast and you know you're ready for more, get on the waitlist right now to save your spot for coaching with me. My six-month transformational program is where I will guide you through my most effective coaching tools and powerful embodiment processes. We will activate your ability to magnetize and receive more, no matter what is happening in your life and business right now. So you can move forward with confidence, pleasure, and purpose. Go to CamilleBustonThompson.com to book your call now. And if you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button and join me every other week on the new or full moon for inspiring and actionable episodes.